I've heard a lot about this program and I'm so expectant. Today happens to be the launching of the first events in Abana Life Embassy. And I'm very much privileged and honored to be a part of this launching. I'm so glad and highly expectant. I'm a Christian who is so much into the things of the spirit. I'm here to actually be impacted. Yeah, by the end of this program, I see a new life for an undying passion for souls. I want to leave this program so blessed in my giving, so increased in my spiritual life. An undying passion for giving and an undying passion for the things of the Spirit. Meetings with a man of God are always supernatural. And I know without any doubt that by the end of this meeting, the grace for radical soul winning and giving will be mindlessly activated in my life. I thank God to really witness this program and I know that my life will never be the same again. Yes, I just want the Spirit of God to pour Himself upon me for me to be transformed in every aspect of my life. Thank you and I hope you also enjoy this program too. Amen. People of God, I'm very excited coming your way on the eve of the formation of the heavens. Actually the, the heavens lunch, the Lord laid on our heart to reach out to the world with the dispensational truth concerning partnership. Why they need to partner with the work, with the work of the ministry, partner with the men of God, as simply put, the minister of God. Okay, so the, the question now is, who partners or who's a partner? Uh, contrary to what people think, that um, people are actually giving the grace to give to God, the rich, has to give to God. It is the other way around. We don't actually have to give. We don't have to give, but we give to have. It takes giving. That's the legal uh, grounds on which we align ourselves with God's provision, God's blessings. Okay, so um, who is supposed to partner? Who partners with the work of God or stands with the man of God for the work of the ministry. In Ephesians 4, verse 11, the Bible says he gave some apostles to some commission, he gave prophets to some teachers, evangelists, what have you, for the perfecting of the saints, to equip the saints, to get them fully garnished for the, the Bible says, for the work of the ministry. So who does the work of the ministry? It is actually the saint. Who are the saints? I am a saint, you are also a saint. Apart from the fact that I'm a man of God, we are called to work for God. Do you know that it's a shame for the people of God to go out there looking for help, whereas the help is within, if you don't know. In the book of 1 Kings 19, reading the verse 18, the Bible says, let me paraphrase it, the Bible says that you know, God, had, God told his, his servant, Elijah, that he has reserved for himself 7,000 you know, people who are actually um, consecrated unto him. Meaning that in every uh, um, ministry, God has people over there. In that small ministry that you see, there are havens there, there are partners there. It takes the right environment. 
it takes the right word to activate their spirit to actually respond to the work of the ministry now um in um talking about talking about um partnership and the hearings of course i'll, I'll differentiate between them why hearings and what partnerships all about but the thing is this everyone is called to partner everyone is called to partner everyone is called to partner um it is not for select few people to be partnering um um with um the the, the man of god or the minister of god um let me take you to a scripture very fast in second corinthians chapter 8 the verse um the verses 4 and 5. now the bible says employing us with much agency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministry ministering to the saints and not only as we hoped as we had hoped but they first gave themselves to the lord and then to us by the will of god they gave themselves to the lord and then to us ministers of god so to the ministry and the minister partnership has to do it see it is it is um two-faced right first one to god and the man of god who also uh, is a gift to the church praise the lord so um Apostle Paul went on to say that uh, he wished that, apart from the fact that some are, some are bound in, in verse 7, but as you have abound in everything, in everything, in faith, when you talk of faith, it, it, it actually captures the three power gifts, the gift of faith itself, the healing gift, right, and the working of miracles. Then he says, in speech or utterance, that's prophecy, interpretation of tongues, and then also the diverse gift of tongues. Then it's in knowledge, that's revelatory gift, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and discernment of spirit. As you are born in all this, and then in all diligence, that's leadership, right? With all that you do, God expects you to go the extra mile. I'll use one scripture to explain this in further. Now, it says, and in your love for us, see that ye abound in this grace also. Abound in the area of liberality concerning the work of God. We are the ones to do so. We are the ones to do so. Look, let's look at this. In the book of Ezra 8, the verse 22, the Bible says that, and the man of God, Ezra, said, listen to me, I, I, it, it will be a shame, it will be a shame for me to require the king, you know, a band of soldiers to, to actually um, 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 defend or, or help me. Why? Our help, because of the good hand of God upon them. They were so conscious of this. In the book of Nehemiah chapter 2, the verse 20, I, I, want, I would love to read this one to you. So I answered them and said, and said to them, The God of heaven himself will prosper us. Therefore we, his servants, will arise and build. We, the servant of God, will arise and build. But you have no heritage or no part or right or memorial in Jerusalem. See, they, they, they saw you see, the work of God as an opportunity, a privilege for a select few, the people of God. Are you called of God? What's the meaning of Christian see, or, or Christianity from the Greek rendering? That's ecclesia called at once. We are called out of something for something. There is a purpose. We have to actually achieve. The Bible says we are we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. What are some of these good works? Your partnership, making sure the work of God is done. Partnering with the man of God for the cause of the gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ has come under serious attack since the days of Christ. Jesus himself lived for the gospel. He, he actually preached it. He lived it. He, he, he died for it. Even in death, he had to go to hell to preach the gospel to, 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 to them. Then again, um, 
upon his resurrection, he actually had to um, um, show himself alive 40 days, proving and confirming the gospel in Acts chapter 1, verse 2, confirming the gospel of our Lord, of himself, confirming. Then on his ascension day, he kept, as he levitated, he kept, you know, speaking out his, his heart to them, telling them about the gospel, the Great Commission. And here we are, we have the Great Commission. We've been commissioned to work for God. How do I work? Maybe I'm not a preacher. Maybe you're not a preacher. But what are you and who are you? You can actually push the gospel. God actually looks forward to seeing people like you push the gospel. Now, in John 15, the verses 18 and 19, the Bible says, If the world, if the world hates you, no, no, ye know that the world, the world hates me before you. Now, in the verse 19, if you, ye were of the world, it says, The world would invariably love you. But because I've chosen you out of the world, they will hate you. Now, there's no way the world will sponsor the gospel. It is a see, a privilege for the people of God. Each and every one requires to do this. Let me tell you, every giving we make, you see, every, there are three most important things that God shows us in the Bible. God is not actually counting the sins of men against them. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, he says, he's not counting the sins of men against them. In the book of Romans chapter 4, reading the verse 6 and 7, the blessedness of those whose sins are covered and whose iniquities are actually forgiving them. Now, so what is God looking out for now? In the parable of, you see, talking about the rapture now, because it is very critical, we are in the days of um, expectancy, expecting the, the return of our, of our Lord, because it gives us signs. We've gotten ample proofs that our, our God, our King, Jesus Christ, is coming again. How prepared are we? The parable of the, of the ten virgins, five were wise, five were foolish, Reading from Matthew 25, chapter 25, the parable of the, of the ten virgins. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened unto ten virgins, who took their lambs and went out to meet the groom, the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lambs and took no oil in their, in them, with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lambs. Now while the bridegroom was delayed, the all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lambs. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lambs are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you. But go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. What is he talking about over here? Now, to meet the, the groom, that's the rapture. The Bible says we shall be caught up with him. Now listen, one of the qualifications for being raptured is actually expecting the return of the Lord. Expecting the return of the Lord. Expecting the return of the Lord. Now, the lamp over there has to do with their faith. See, we are saved by, see, by faith, not by works. So you should have faith already. But the Bible says in Galatians 5, 6 that faith that works by love. The oil over there in every believer's lamp is your desire for the Lord, your passion for the Lord. How passionate are you about the things of God? How passionate? It shows your preparedness. The Bible talks of, you see, um, those that God shall not be ashamed of them. He shall not be ashamed of them because of their inclusion, inclusion in the things of God. How um, involved they are. They, they have actually prepared themselves. I want to read to you from Hebrews 11 very fast. Then I talk about that passion. How you can be passionate about the things of God. In the book of Hebrews 11, the verse 16, 
The Bible says, now they desire a better. That is a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. For he has prepared a city for them. God prepared them a city. Now, we're going to be raptured. But who are those? The Bible said, see, they had every opportunity to, to return. But because they didn't look back, they were not godly. They actually addicted themselves to the things of God. They were committed to the things of God. Now, these are the people God is talking about over here. The Bible says, let me read to you. Uh, from verse 10, for he waited for the city which has foundation, that's Father Abraham, looking for the city that has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. The Bible says that, for verse 11, verse 14, for those who say such things, what, what does he mean? Verse 13, these all died in faith, they all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, they were assured, they were, they were persuaded of them, they embraced them, and they confessed them that they were strangers and pilgrims on this earth. We are not part of this world. You must be prepared. You are not part of this world. Don't be concerned about just going to work, doing this. You are not part of this world. You must know. Live every day of your life as... See, one is actually prepared, looking forward to that city. The Bible said, for they look for a city. They look for a city. Don't live like uh, the world lives, as if there's no hope. The Bible says in the same book of Hebrews 9, that, see, it's coming for those who are prepared. Who are looking for him, he shall appear again. Anytime you read the Bible, you see the appearing of the Lord. He's talking about the rapture, when he shall appear. Because we are joint heads with Christ. There's no way Christ will come to the earth without us. There's difference between the second coming of Christ and the rapture of the church. Now, when Christ comes for the second time, we, the Bible says we are going to come with him with the, with the angels. You see, with his angels and our angels as well. We're going to come together. But with the rapture, the Bible says that, you know, like he'll be suspended over there and we shall be caught up. That's the word. We shall be raptured. To be with him. Now, for for us to be raptured means we are saved from the trouble, the tribulations that are that, that, that are going to come to the to the people of, of this world or those who fail to live for God. Why? They have to that's why the rapture is in phases, the first and second phase. Now, if you fail to make the first rapture, you have to go through the troubles. So it means that we should be laboring for the Lord now. And your partner is one of the ways by which you, you labor for the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So you are your partnership. That is why I'm so glad I'm a partner of the gospel. Preaching the gospel. Being ready. Be on the go. Good. So the Bible says that for, for we say God is not ashamed to call them his brethren. He's not ashamed to call them his brethren. In Mark 8, 38, the Bible talks of, see, those that shall be ashamed of him in this adulterous, see, generation. The word ashamed over there is a strong word, meaning fear, timidity, that I, 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 I can't actually associate with these people. I feel shy. He said, he'll be ashamed of you too as well. It's about time. Now, let me, tell, tell, let, me, let me now turn to the passion. What should make you a partner now? In the book of Luke, and I, I, I want to talk to the men of God, those who actually serve in the house of God. In Luke chapter 17, turn the Bibles with me to Luke 17, the verse 7, verses 7, 8, 9, and then 10. Now, look at what Jesus says over here. And which of you, having a servant plowing or, or tending sheep, will say to him when he, he has come in from the field, come at once and sit down to eat? But will he not rather say to him, prepare something for my supper and get thyself and serve me till I have eaten and drunk? And afterward, you will eat and drink. Verse 9. Does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? He said, I think not. Now, let me ask you a question. Do, now, do workers get thank you from their bosses or do they just get salaries from them? 
Now, so long as you're, you're, you are salaried, right, your boss owes you no thank you. That's a way of thanking you. The Bible says that we shall stand before the seat of Christ, and we are going to receive of him those lovely words, that good and faithful servant. That's how God thanks us. But then, if you're not actually working for God, how would you be thanked? Let's continue. In the verse 9, it says, Does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? That I think not. Now, so likewise you, when you have done all those things which are commanded you. Now, look at it. When you have done all, you call by a man of God to play the piano, come to church, come to church, do the cleaning and what have you. Look at your category. It says, if you have done all the things that were commanded you, say we are unprofitable. So how do you become profitable in the things of God? Many don't know this. They don't know. They think because they play the piano and they, 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 they just go about cleaning the church, they are, they are just doing it. The Bible calls, listen to me, the Bible has what you call works and labor of love. Works. If all you are doing is what you were commanded to do, because love, see, compels you to go the extra mile, to do things for God. If you are doing, see, your work can become a labor. When you are working for God and you're going through troubles, you are the same people that actually put you to work or assign the task, start vilifying you, persecuting you, doing all sorts of things against you. It then becomes labor. As you keep working, because love makes you not to count the cost nor hit the pain, right? To the pain. So you don't care. You still work because you are focused. You are working for God. Then you are laboring. Now, so he says, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't, you see, if you don't labor, you become unprofitable. So how many of us are very unprofitable? Looking at the end time agenda, what are you doing? Souls are perishing. And it is only the gospel until, unless and unless you don't understand the gospel, that's the only power. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, for that is the only saving power. That's the power of God unto salvation. If you're not pushing the gospel, you know, uh, was it three days ago? Um, three days ago, um, yes. Um, is it three days ago? Yeah, three days ago, I was there when the Holy Ghost told me, if there's anything that I should be passionate about, that should be the gospel. If there should be something that I should be so passionate about, that is the gospel. The only thing that can save the world. The only thing. The only thing. And Apostle Paul says, I am not ashamed. Wherever you are now, we're calling on you to be a partner now. Decide to be a partner. Decide to be a partner. Partner with the Lord. In that ministry where you find yourself, the man of God as well as the, the ministry, the minister and the ministry, be a partner. Of the, of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And one day you shall stand before him and receive rewards. It counts on you. It can be done by those outside. It should be the people of God within. That's why the apostles, the prophets, and what have you, are sent forth to us to help us, equip us through the word of God. Apostle Paul says, but I commit it to God and to the word of his grace, Acts 20 verse 32, which is able to build you up and to give you inheritance among the unsanctified. So, through the, 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 the word of God, the meetings you go for and what have you, they are all part and parcel of your grooming for the work of the ministry. And you must decide to work for God now. You can't just be a Christian that comes to church and goes on. Have you read the book of Luke 19 once again? Have you, have you ch checked where the Bible talks of, see, the verse 13, to occupy till it comes. If you're not influential, the Bible says in Matthew 5, 13, that you are the salt of the earth. If you're not influential now in your church, that local assembly, how then do you take over the, the, the world? It says to occupy till it comes. He gave us a charge. Occupy. 
Why you cannot go, your money can go. Why you cannot go, you see, your ideas that you bring, you see, to, to help push the gospel can also go. Can, you know, go a long way in pushing the gospel. As soul must be saved. Your partnership can take someone, you see, transport someone from the realm of death to the realm of life by moving the person out of hell to be in the kingdom of God. Make that decision today to be a partner. And those of you who are already doing so or are giving, the Bible shows us what to do. You know, Apostle Paul admonished the church of Corinth in, in the second book, the second epistle, that second Corinthians 8. He told them that those who, who were doing that before, he said for them to continue doing, don't stop doing it. For God is not unrighteous. The Bible says God is not unrighteous to forget your works and your labor of love. It's not unrighteous. So there is what we call works and labor of love in Hebrews 6. 9 and 10. God is not unrighteous to forget your works, your labor of love. God expects you to be laboring for him now. Make that decision now. You heard from the panelists, um, difference between the, the, just um, the one that gives, right? Like the giver, the one that succeeds into a ministry and a partner. A partner. It's, it's about the consistency, not about just the amount. You, you, you grow. You begin somewhere. How do you become a partner? How do you become a liberal soul? Who is a liberal soul? He says, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first. Look for an opportunity to be a blessing to your commission, wherever you are. Ask your man of God, what can I do? Or ask the Holy Ghost, better still, what, what do I do? I want to introduce to you um, something called the liberal, you see, in, in Christianity, called the liberal soul. Who is a liberal soul? A liberal soul, we have a partner, we have a liberal soul. Now, let's see this distinction. A liberal soul is one that gives liberally. Right. He's the one that seeks opportunity to give. He sees the needs of the church, the needs of the man of God, the needs of a ministry as an opportunity to become a blessing. The Bible says in, uh, in 2 Corinthians 8 that the church um, of Macedonia, you see, uh, actually recounting what they did, how they supported this ministry. In verse 2, out of that great trial of afflictions and their, their deep poverty, they were still giving. They were looking for opportunity to be a blessing to the commission. They supported the man of God so much, sending to the man of God. I want to read to you in my, in my, in my closing submission. I want to read to you 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Look at these poor people and what they did. Moreover, brethren, we, we, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. So there was a grace given them. How do I become a giver? Start giving. That's it. We sow grace for grace. The Bible says grace on top of grace. In the kingdom of God, what do you want to do? What do you want to see? Start doing it by faith. It's by faith now. I want to be a prayerful Christian. Start praying now. I, I want to know the word of God. I want to go deeper in the word of God. Start doing it now. Start doing it now. So the Bible says this grace was given them. Verse 2, that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their generosity, their liberality. For I, be I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, beyond their ability, they were willing of themselves. They wanted to do more than, for instance, one word to the man of God, man of God, my salary is 10,000 pounds. But next one I want to give because we are in, the, you see, in, in that realm of faith now. I want to give 12,000. What are you doing? It's a work of faith. You go and rely on the Holy Ghost because you have to partner with him. How do I achieve this? Because you have to set a goal for your giving. How much do you want to give? We shall see it shortly. 
How much do you want to give? Take time. Reflect on it. Plan your giving. Don't just give anything at all. Don't just give anyhow. Plan it. As you plan the things of God, God plans your life as well. The Bible says that, that the liberal soul shall himself be watered. So as you plan, God plans your life. As you water others, you'll be watered to as well. Now look at it. Verse, verse 3. For I bear witness that according to the ability, yes, and beyond the ability, they were freely willing. The next verse. Employing us with much agency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministry to the saints. They were begging. Poor men were begging for an opportunity to become relevant in ministry. What are you doing? Praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministry to the saints. You can walk up to your man of God. Man of God, I realize you've been paying light or what have you. I want to take that responsibility. It's all about responsibility. Be responsible. Those of authority are people with responsibility. You must know. You can be in, you see, in the kingdom of God for years and still be a baby because there are things for you to do. Matured ones actually work for God. Babies don't have responsibilities. They are not accountable to us all. Well. They don't live accountable lives at all because they are babies. So grow up now. Take up a responsibility. Know that the ministry depends on you. And in giving to God or working for God, it is so individualistic. You don't look across your shoulders who is coming. No, it's about you. Do it alone. Stand for God. Deal with God as if, see, all the things of the ministry depend so much on you. That's how to give to God. The heart of a liberal soul. Giving as if all things depend on you. If you are not there, this thing will flop. That's the way. You and the Holy Ghost alone. That's it. No one should come between you and God. That's it. In terms of fulfilling your kingdom obligations, because you must pick your pen and write, this man, I want to do this. And see, see yourself grow like that. See yourself progress like that. This is what I do now. I want to increase my, my, my giving. Now, um, it, it matters so much how much you give to God. So much. How much you give to God. You cannot be rich in this world and not rich toward God. It, it's very bad. Jesus spoke about that. The, that. That rich fool. He called him a rich fool. Being rich in this world and not rich toward the kingdom of God or in the things of God. A liberal soul seeks an opportunity. So look at it. They were poor. Deep poverty. You would have said that, oh, I want the commission, the, the ministry to come and support me. But look at it. The other way around. The poor people rather said, man of God, uh, we're begging you. You just take this in. Not for their church, but for other places as well. If time will permit me, I would, uh, in space, I would go to Philippians 4 and show you again how reference was made again about our church and what they did for God in terms of giving. They, they, they found them, you see, they found their, 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 their stakes in, you know, engraved on stones in the kingdom of God. Why? Because of what they did. They went beyond themselves to do for God. What are you doing for God now? Verse 5, not only as we had, we had hoped, so maybe someone, what does it mean? Like someone walks up to me, man of God, I want to pay for the light. I, I might think, oh, how much is it? How much is it? Uh, and then the person rather, instead of paying the, maybe the, the, the thousand Ghana or what have you, man of God, pay for three months. Not as we hoped. Poor people, they went beyond themselves to do the unthinkable. To do the unthinkable. It's all about grace. Put grace to work. Put grace to work. Grace works by faith. You activate grace by faith. Step up, you see, your game. Let your giving change. Change your mentality. Give as a laborer, as I am laboring in love for God. Someone laid down his life for me, and he says, greater love has no man than this, that a man should lay down his life. Do something. Go, see, do something for God. Let, see, let your name 
And the name you mentioned. We have to labor for God. We have to do it. It doesn't take the unbelievers. There are ravings, and the ravings must be sent in by God. Anytime, each time the ravings are sent in, it's a sign of famine to the, to the house of God or to the family of God. We have to rise to the occasion now and start building for the Lord. Um, so let your life now count. No matter what, what you do, where you are, you can start doing something now. Now, with the, with the, uh, with the partnership, we, 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 we aim at reaching 50,000 youth. It's quite huge, right? But by the Spirit of God, by the wisdom of God, it's something that can be achieved easily. Now, so we're counting on you make it happen. you make it happen. God had in mind when he actually bet that in our spirit to do. When he gave us of that vision, we caught the vision. Make sure you cut the whole thing. Don't see it to be too much. You can do it. It begins with you. It's, it's solely dependent on you, your involvement. Make sure you give it a shoulder and give it a, a wing to fly. Now, we're calling on, uh, we believe, as a, as a ministry, we believe in, the Lord called us for, you, for, for the youth. He says for us to come. I was actually pastoring somewhere, and God, God called me on the 28th of May, and he asked me to come to Dansoma, 2018, to come to Dansoma, gather the youth, and project the gospel through, you know, to the world from Dansoma. And so here we are today, reaching out to the youth as um, plans are far advanced. We are calling on those in, um, in, in, in academia, you know, to come lecturers, those academically in inclined, you can come on board, let's help ourselves together. Who are those in education? They are the youth. And basically we're reaching out to 50,000 youth. So teachers, lecturers, and what have you come, uh, let your time, you see, actually matter. We want to render free services to them to better the academic health of our students, to make sure Christians are doing so well, our Christian brothers are doing so well. We can actually um, have them on board and tackle the three thematic areas, which, is, which, which are, one, fraud, the rising, the rising fraud cases, number two, um, um, cultism, and then three, um, substance abuse. Who are those in this, those in the category of the youth? Good. So let's help them. So teachers come around, volunteer and come. Let's work together as a body. We, we regulate the activities. Spend time teaching them and then we also make sure we come through. By your involvement, by your volunteer, by your, your involvement, we will be able to you know, minister to the students as they come. We, we shall reach out to them. Most of them can get converted. Who made it possible? Your partnership by rendering service. Decide now before it becomes too late. Then the category two people now bloggers. We want bloggers. We want bloggers. We will give you articles to write on. We have um, uh, topics to actually give to you. We we are good at writing. We have messages that we would love to you know bring out there to the youth. They are also online. So let's catch them there. Then we want artists, you know, professional singers, dancers, actors. You know, many of them, we see most of the youth are into acting. They, want, they, 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 they actually have the zeal for that, the passion for it. So come, let's actually groom them, audition them, and what have you, and train them. Let's use this thing, you see, these tools to get them. The Bible says, don't forget, the Bible says for us to what? Compel them. First, it said for us to persuade them. Then later, Jesus says, compel them. So we need you to as well. Then prayer warriors, come, let's pray together. Like, come, let's pray together. We want to work together. Media sponsorship, we need people to sponsor us on, 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 on the media, the various media platforms, please. Whether newsprint or the television or radio, please, to reach out to the youth. 
come on board, please. If you also own um, a media, uh, what, have, what have you, media firm, make sure you partner with Alem. This is what God has called us to do. We can't do all alone without you. Also, we need youth activists who, are, who have the, you know, the expertise in developing the youth. We've read the National Youth Development Policy already. We've seen the deficit. We've seen the gap. Come, let's bring the gap. Let's do it now. Let's make it work. As you bring the social interventions, which are also support with the spiritual aspect and teach them through the Word of God. It's only the Word of God that can actually change people. Praise God. Then, passionate preachers and what have you. If you're a youth, yourself, you're a preacher, man, what have you, come together. We want to get to the ghettos, we want to go to the communities, we want to go to the, to meet them at their, their hubs. It's wherever they are, we want to go there, the youth, we are going after them. So come, we shall have monthly, weekly evangelism, what have you. Come join the team, let's win the world for Christ. God bless you so much. Now, then again, about our ministry, we, 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 we don't have a permanent place of worship, a building for worship. If you see where we worship, you you, you will know that truly, Upon all this grace that God has given us, we truly need partners. So we we, 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 we call on you. Then the Lord spoke about, because we are online too, so we need a studio. God spoke to me about studio last week Wednesday. So please, uh, send in your, 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 your partnership now. Sign up with us to partner with us. But no matter the amount, we know the Lord shall rain on you as you start. We're praying tomorrow, like this, after, after the COVID today, we're going to fast and pray for you as well. We've been praying a lot, we believe in prayer and fasting. So do well to do so. Now, then most of the people that we meet at the ghettos, they don't have what we wear. So please, we have the same portion arm, you see. So on our partnership form, you're going to see, um, you're going to see the various partnership arms, where to partner to, to give them youth clothes, you know, youth clothes, you know, sometimes um, um, some portions to help those who are actually deprived. God bless you so much. And I, my prayer for you is that God touches your heart to touch someone's heart. God bless you so much. That's the definition of love. From heart to heart. God bless you.